Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Well, how, how good was Christmas Eve, everybody? Oh my gosh. And uh, I really just want to be grateful. I, I love the fact that all of our team are all working now too. Number one, get their heart connected to the Lord for what we're doing, but to bring heart to what we're doing. And I think everybody who is here, I was um, uh, one, of, one of the, I think it was the last time I was in so much in tears and I thought, oh, I've got to speak now. <laughs> but I was really impacted by the power of the Fafford, uh, Spafford family story. And uh, just the incredible things that God did through them choosing him in the midst of the most incredible trials. So what a story, incredible. But I do want to just thank, I'll just think if this is not going to cover everybody, everybody but I'll just thank a few people. Um, and I know we just did that. But pastors, thank you to all of our pastoral team because they all carried everything and did such an incredible job. Our vision team, the car park, hospitality, the performers on Christmas Eve. Pauline Patira and Ellie Frame, you guys just did an incredible job with uh, all the costuming and taking us all back to the 18th century. All the makeup people, costume people, the ushers, Global Heart uh, Church Kids, our creche ministry, Izzy and Simone, Jeremy Crouch, Jordan, who was the narrator, our musicians, our technical, our choir, our creative. There's just a few of the people involved. But we just want to thank you all, everybody, for all of your hard work. Can we just give all those people one more big thank you? That would be awesome. It was so good, and, uh, and uh, yeah, did it, get, did it touch your heart? I was like, oh, this is so touching, so powerful. And a reminder, all of us, no matter what you go through, give it to God. Just give your deepest challenges to God and say, Lord, help use them, uh, Father, in my life, and help me, Lord, to be used by you, even through my pains. And, uh, and God will take it and use it, hello, and turn it around for good in Jesus' name. Um, I thought as we uh, have our last Sunday service for the year, I just thought of all the of doors again, because I thought it's really important as you finish something that you close a door, and really important that as you start something, you open a door. And uh, if right now you're living in Perth and you have aircon, which is a really good idea, as you discovered yesterday, um, I can remember as a kid... One of the key verses that I would hear coming from my parents' mouth when I lived in Sydney with our fly screen door. And who remembers this? used to have the sticky tape coming down to catch the flies uh, on that sticky coil. And the flies would all be caught there in the summer. And uh, the continual verse I can remember from my parents was, shut that door. And reminds me of Larry Grayson, the English comedian who is very famous for saying, shut that door. That's for all the Brits here today. But uh, it's really for Christians, knowing about doors is very, very important. And for not, and people who aren't yet Christians, because there are doors that impact us if they're closed, and there's doors that impact us if they're open. But we need to make sure that we're closing the doors that need to be closed and opening the doors in line with the Lord and His Word that need to be open so that you can go forward. So I thought I'd um, preach to myself and preach to you. So we're all getting this message, uh, which is about just making sure that we're understanding there's doors. Same as there's doors in a house, there's doors in your head. 
Somebody says, doors in a grand house, there's doors in your grand heart. And we need to just be thinking, hang on, I need to be just addressing the doors of my heart and the doors of my thinking uh, in order to finish 2021 well and enter into 2022 even better, in Jesus' name. So, here's some doors. So, let me do opening the doors first. Let me encourage you, and I'm encouraging myself again, open the door to finding Jesus for yourself in 2022. Open the door to finding Jesus for yourself in 2022. That means outside of what happens at church, outside of what happens with other people, that you go, I'm going to find Jesus for myself, and I'm going to open the door. And if you're a believer already, that you open the door to new levels of seeking the Lord, finding the Lord in new ways, working out how can I get time with God? What can I do? I take throughout the year, there's a couple of uh, uh, two-day periods I take throughout the year where I do an overnighter to go and have two days. And I'm either hearing worship as I go, I go down south, or I have silence because I want to hear the Lord. So I'm taking time out. It's... it's uh, specifically to go and hear the Lord so that I'm hearing something from God, firstly for me and, uh, and pursuing our family, firstly, and then for you. Lord, what are you saying? But I'm not just doing it glibly. I plan it, and it's in my diary. And uh, I do that purposely. I want to add things in to opening the door to knowing the Lord at new levels. So can I encourage you to be considering that and how you can do that and what works for you? Because the Lord wants to speak to us and we've got so many voices coming at us that I think we've got to be really proactive in what we are choosing to do that's going to help you hear from the Lord. Uh, flick the news off. It's the same every night. So much negativity uh, <sighs> A lot of media thrives on negativity, everybody. So you have to be so careful now to just get it out <laughs> and get Jesus in. If you need to know something, you can search it out. But I think a lot of stuff, we have to choose what we're feeding ourselves with and what we're making time for. So make time for the Lord. Make time for the Lord. And uh, I really believe that a Bible um, audio app is the best thing to really get you going. Because, as I said, there's so many voices coming at us between radio... Uh, social media, you know, you've got voices. you kind of got to hear God's word, which is what the Bible says, to counteract the negativity of what you hear. And so I start the day with my Bible app, and uh, I've always got a proverb playing. There's 31 of them, one for every day of the month. But also, too, I'll, I just will go through the Bible throughout the year. And sometimes I'm doing, uh, you know, six chapters a day, and other times I will hear the same chapter for three days in the morning. I'll just hear it, and I'll hear it again, because something in that chapter God is speaking to me about, or, and particular, or particular verses, so I will just go to that and keep that going, because I know that just had the touch of God on it for me, and I need to hear that again, and I need to hear that again. Romans ten seventeen says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the... Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. The Bible doesn't say faith comes by reading. Interesting, hey, I didn't discover that for a long time. I always thought it was the same thing. No, no, no. The Bible actually says faith comes by hearing. 
That's why people, some people don't believe God because they heard somebody at work or heard Auntie Betty say something, I don't believe in God, and that gave them unbelief. And uh, unbelief in the scripture is equated to godlessness. So we want to get around people who are adding God to us, not removing God. So I've got to hear the word of God to counteract the faithlessness that I hear so that I'm hearing faith to start my day. And uh, so I'm going to encourage you with that. Open the door to finding Jesus for yourself if you're not yet a believer or if you're a new believer. But if you're a believer walking with the Lord for a while now, can I encourage you, find him at a new level. Find him at a new level and you will be energized. You will be alive. Your thinking will begin to be free. Your heart will come alive and you'll have faith when the challenging days are there. And uh, as I said, you know, on Christmas Eve, it's not if the storm comes, it's when the storm comes. It's not if the storm comes, it's when the storm comes. And I don't, it's so hard when you, people think, oh, I don't need God. They usually are saying that until they need him. <laughs> Everybody doesn't need God until they need him. And then the next minute, God, where are you? Rather than curse, cursing God and blaming God and keeping, out of people, keeping God out of their life, if people invited God in earlier, he would be with them in the storm and in the challenge. And uh, you need Jesus in your boat now. Get him before the challenge, before the difficulty. And, uh, you know, over a lifetime, we've had so many challenging days, so many challenging moments. We've had one right now with Sean uh, with the vaccination. He's been so unwell with uh, receiving that vaccination. And uh, so we've had Sue and I having to deal with that. And he's been in hospital several times. You know, life comes, right? And so in the midst of the storm... You want to have had God's word hidden in your heart. David said, um, you know, he's put, he said, I've put your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. He said, I've actually hidden it. I've placed it deep into play, the recesses of my heart and soul where no one can see it, David said, so I might not sin against you. Great reason. Lord, let your word come in here so that I don't sin against you, don't rebel against you, don't raise up my pride against you, don't, don't uh, you know, be full of... Um, you know, flesh, <laughs> help me, Jesus, to have your word in the depth of me so that I'm being spirit-led, not flesh-led. If you open the door in this area, you're going to have God leading and guiding you, which is what you need. I don't want to make decisions out of stress and anxiety. I don't want to make decisions out of um, just presumption. Oh, that, I think that's going to be good. If I've got God's word in me, I'm going to make decisions based on God. And that means I'm going to be based, my decisions are going to be filled with wisdom and insight that would not normally be there, but for the fact that I've been, if you like, feeding myself with God's Word through my Bible audio app, which is so, so good. Uh, but however it works for you, uh, that would be great. You know, Jesus is there to be found. And the Bible says, if you seek Him, with all your heart, with all your mind. And when it talks about your soul in the scripture here, it says, seek the Lord with all your, you know, your soul. It's your mind, your will, your imaginations, your emotions. It's like throw, throw yourself at the Lord. And I love that. When you throw yourself at God, his response is that he throws heaven at you. And that, 
that means that in the midst of our challenges, he will be there with us. And he'll also be there with your life at the moments that are key. God will bring heaven to you in Jesus' name. And yet that might be in the pain, most painful place. In the most painful place, but you know God is with you in that place. Next one, we're opening doors at the moment. Open the door in 2022 to being kinder to you. Open the door in 2022 to being kinder to you. Uh, You need to be kinder to you. Be kind to you. Ask the Lord to help you with that. Because a lot of us are good at being mean to ourselves. And, but if you're mean to yourself, you'll be mean to others. What did Jesus say? Do unto others as you do unto yourself. But what happens is sometimes we're being mean to everybody else because we start with meanness to us. Open the door to being kinder to you. Do you know, the only time I feel God's, I, I don't know, if, it's not anger, but whenever I feel God get, I would say I could feel God not happy. That's the word I'll use. Feel God's not happy with me. Here's the only time I ever feel it. It's when I'm being mean to me. That is very funny. Does anybody else know what I'm talking about there? If I'm being unkind to myself, God's like, why are you doing that? And I'm like, oh, because I'm uh, not good. <laughs> and God's like, I love you. You've come such a long way. You've conquered. You've surrendered to me. Like God starts telling me all the things that I have dismissed that's good that I, about myself or that I do, have lived. And he starts reminding me, why are you being unkind to you? So there's a great thought, everybody. Be kind to you. Be kinder, because that's the only time I feel God's kind of, I can feel God going, he's got a little bit of unhappiness with me. It's because I'm being mean to me when he says, I'm his son, he loves me, he's for me, he's got a plan for me, he died for me. He's like, why are you being unkind to you? So if we want to be kind to our family, our friends, our community, we have to be kind to us. And we have to realize that We're serving the Lord because of the Lord's kindness. The scripture says it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. It's his kindness that leads us to repentance. God's love and kindness in sending his only son to die on the cross for you and I is incredible kindness. Like beyond anything, we we don't even understand it. Yet, that's what God has done through Jesus. And so he's been incredibly kind he doesn't want us now being unkind to ourselves. So can I encourage you, find out what replenishes you this year, 2022 coming. What emotionally replenishes you is very important. I've talked about spiritual replenishment, but most people do not understand that the reason they end up in problems, in temptation, in sin, in all kinds of issues is because of an emotional tank that is empty. You've got three tanks. Look at your life is like when you look at the you know, um, your car, and you're looking at, you know, your oil, your water, petrol, you know, you've got three gauges in your life that you need to be looking at. Your body, how's your health there? After yesterday, not good. <laughs> how's, how's your spirit? How's your spiritual walk with the Lord? And how's your emotional walk? 
How's your emotional life? So everybody's got to work out what replenishes you. What's the big thing that replenishes you? Obviously, it's no skiing in Japan. That's the number one. Obviously, for everybody, we should be doing that. But, uh, uh, yeah, which has not happened for many, many years. But what's your little things? Is it quietness? Is it the bush? Is it exercise? Is it the gym? Is it reading? Is it prayer walking? Is it swimming? Is it surfing? What emotionally replenishes? Everybody's going to find out what that is. Because the amount of people who have said to me over years, I just feel like I've lost my walk with the Lord. I can't find God. I feel like, I've, I feel like I'm possessed. <laughs> I've had everything. And I've said to them, go to bed three nights in a row at 10 o'clock and I'll talk to you on Friday. After three nights of going to bed at 10 o'clock on Friday, they said to me, I think I've been delivered. <laughs> what happened was they were just emotionally de depleted. So if you have depletion... You will struggle going, oh, I can't find God, when actually it's not a spiritual issue at that point because all of us, we love the Lord. We want God's Word. Many of us, that's what we want. But it's what's happening is you're emotionally depleted. What a workout. What is it? What is it? Yesterday, I put on classic carols, and I sat in my chair. Oh, my gosh, that was just emotionally replenishing. Everybody should be listening to classic carols. What's wrong with you? <laughs> We're all unique. You've got to find out what, is your, what replenishes you. What replenishes you? Is it people or is it silence? Is it, and, you've got to, and it doesn't mean you don't do people, by the way. Everybody like, oh, I knew I didn't need to do people. No, no. No, you've got to just go, I have seasons for everything. What's the season? What do I need right now to replenish? What's, my, what's restorative? What's a cheap restorer? <laughs> cheap restorer goes as you go to the shopping center, you walk around, but your purse and your credit card is at home. <laughs> cheap restorer you go around and look at it all and go isn't that amazing and I come home and I didn't get into de any debt that's fantastic so work out what it is what is it that replenishes you just think of those things I'd be starting to make a list of those as you're heading to the new year to add in to your walk with the Lord so that you're going actually that sport really replenishes me actually doing that actually hanging with that person really really replenishes me actually hanging with that person really doesn't <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to love them, but just spend a little less time. All right? You're good? Yeah. Hope that helps. So here's, and, and, and just coming off that, um, when you're emotionally replenished and spiritually replenished, let God open the doors to new kingdom friendships. Let God open the door to new kingdom friendships. So some of us are so used to the old relationships and Old, old friendships, which is, all, you know, some of them are good, but we need to be looking as we go forward to grow that you are believing God for friendships that will take you forward in your faith. Where are the friendships and the people that will take you forward in your faith? Jesus actually said in a very interesting statement, I no longer call you servants, I now call you friends. That's super interesting because a lot of us, your God friendships are found through service. Jesus said, I no longer call you servants. Here's the revelation. How did they become friends with Jesus and walk with him? Because they served him. The God relationships are found through service of other people. We try and think, hey, it's through that coffee date, and I'm going to do prawns on the barbecue, and we're going to be friends. Well, in the world, yes, but not in the kingdom. Because in the kingdom, Jesus says, I no longer call you servants. What's the route to kingdom relationships? Serving. He says, I now call you friends. And most of, the, most of the great friends that I have, whether they're in Oz or overseas, 
are actually, a lot of them are people who I actually started out serving years ago who became my friends. Isn't that interesting? Why is it interesting? Because it's spiritual. It's not natural. And other ones I've sowed into friendships and then I've reaped from friendships. If you're saying, I've got no friends. I don't know why people aren't friendly to me. I don't know what's not happening. That's like when I go to the bank up here in Lakeside and if I went to my Bank West account, which I don't have anymore, but if I went to the Bank West account, and said, excuse me, I've got no money coming out of the ATM here. What's wrong? They'd say to me, Mr. Kean, you will note that when you want to use our ATM, you have to have first made a deposit. If you want to withdraw, you have to have made a deposit. Some of us don't get that in the area of relationships. We're like, why, is, why aren't people doing this? Why aren't people doing it? Because you've got to make a deposit to withdraw. And sometimes you're making a lot of deposits before you reap, but eventually you'll reap. We're all waiting. When are people going to do that for me? When are they going to do this to me? Make a deposit, people. <laughs> Put something in the relationship bank account. Stop complaining. Start sowing. And if you start sowing, in time you'll reap. And if you don't, just keep give it to the Lord. Say, Lord, I've sown in there. I gave there. And I'll leave it with you in Jesus' name. But find, find friendships and let God open the door and believe for the door to open for New friends who particularly are following Jesus, but you want to find, believe God to have friends who are not talkers about Jesus, but they're walkers with Jesus. Some people talk about the Bible. Here's one of the weirdest things I find in Christianity is that Christians who will say, I need more deep teaching. What that usually means, everybody, you ready for the revelation? Put your seatbelt on. What that usually means is I'm not doing what I need to do in the basics so to cover the fact that I'm not active, I don't carry anything in the kingdom, I'll talk about deep teaching because it's Christian virtue signaling. I look really righteous because I want deep teaching. But as for caring for people at a home group, as for serving at a church, it doesn't happen. But I want deeper teaching. No, no, no. Do 101, bro. <laughs> I won't say girls. I'll say bro. Do 101 and then come back and talk to us about your deep teaching. Because a lot of people are bypassing what are the basics of Christianity, which Jesus said are the most important things, and they've entered into Christian virtue singling. I want the deeper things. Give me a break. You're trying to do a cover for the fact that you're not operating in the basics of what you need to be doing. Aren't you glad you chose this church? Straight up, people. So we want walkers. You don't want just people who talk it. You want, where's the fruit? <laughs> where's the fruit? Where's your fruit? Oh, some people have got so much to say about Christianity and the church and the word of God and people. And I'm like, look, just lead a home group and love people for 10 years and then tell us something. Isn't that, love 10 people for 10 years. Do that with consistency. That would be absolutely amazing and brilliant. Then tell us something. But until then... So, say, Lord, help me to find those people in Jesus' name. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33, says also to, don't be fooled by those who say such things. Now, that's not what I just said then. This is talking about who you hang with. For bad company corrupts good character. So your character can be starting to develop or be developed, and the Bible says just who you hang with can actually corrupt and start to tear, tear aside your good character undo what's been built. 
So Paul says to the Corinthians, think carefully about what is right and stop sinning. For to your shame, I say that some of you don't know God at all. And he's actually putting in there, it's relationally connected. He's saying, be careful. Be careful who you're walking with. And he's saying to the Corinthians, even in the house of God, there's people who come to church, but they're not walking rightly. So be careful. Bad company corrupts good morals. Because people come to church doesn't mean anything. It just, they could be coming here because they're hiding out from Junlap police currently. I don't know. <laughs> and quite a few of you have got masks on, so it's hard to tell who's, who's robbed a bank and who hasn't. Anyway, but God's Word is saying, be careful. Think carefully about what is right. And if you're doing that, you'll think carefully about who you're hanging with. Okay, we're going to close the door now. Close the door to loss and the things you can't change. Close the door to loss and the things you can't change. God said to Samuel the prophet in 1 Samuel 16, how long will you mourn over Saul? And then he basically says to Samuel the prophet, I've moved on. God says to Samuel, stop, uh, to Samuel, stop mourning. I've chosen somebody else. I've chosen David now. Move forward. There's a time to mourn. There's a time to move forward. There's a time to mourn. A lot of us get stuck in mourning and we don't move forward. Everybody, don't get stuck in mourning. Move forward. There's a time to mourn though. Definitely cry your tears not in self-pity, cry your tears to God. Self-pity is the most useless emotion ever. Absolutely achieves nothing. Cry your tears to God. Say, God, I cry in my pain. I give my pain to you. Give my challenge to you. Um, but let God help you now move on. I like the serenity prayer that AA used. I grew up around this prayer in Narcotics Anonymous. And uh, that prayer is, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, maybe currently, maybe they'll change later, but God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. In Jesus' name. Let God open the doors for you in 2022. Don't force them open. Let God open a door. If God shuts a door, don't climb through a window. How many Christians do that? God shuts doors and you see Christians, they're like, well, the door's shut, I'll just get through the window. <laughs> and they end up in jobs they were never meant to be in. They end up in relationships they were never meant to be in. They end up in places they were never meant to be because God shut the door and they went through a window. Listen, if God's not opening the door, everybody, stay that side of the door because you'll be blessed. Um, also, too, choose where, let, let God choose where you serve. Don't choose it for yourself. Let God choose where you serve. A lot of people, oh, I'm, I want to do this in the kingdom. I want to do this in the Lord. A lot of that is just flesh and pride and selfish ambition in the church, in the kingdom. We need to say, Lord, where do you need me to serve? Where do you need me to help, Lord? What do you want me to do? Ask the question. Ask the question of our pastoral team and leaders. Where do you need help? Not this is what I do and this is what I don't do. Because God may just in 2022 continue to bypass you. Did you know that He does? God will bypass us if we're a demigod. <laughs> demigod means that we're kind of secondary in charge. God says, no, 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 don't be in charge. I'll bypass you. You have to surrender and say, Lord, I'm here. What would you like me to do? Otherwise, you end up in the job. You end up in the ministry. How many people end up doing things in the kingdom and you're like, what are, what are you doing? It's not God's time for that. It's not God's time for this. And by the way, if you can never be under authority, God will never give you genuine authority. You'll take authority by the flesh in God's kingdom. 
versus God actually gives you an authority because you were a great servant in the kingdom. The only reason I get to do what I've done and done around the world is because Sue and I just were serving whoever the pastor was in front, whoever the leader was in front, whoever senior pastor. And uh, Wayne Alcorn rang me the other day and said, Jared, I need you to do this on Christmas, the day before Christmas Eve. Could you do it? It's about 10 pages. I need you to do it today. I was like, Wayne, what? And then I went, he's the national leader of the Australian Christian Churches. Uh, Wayne, I'd love to do it. I'll get started. See you. <laughs> I haven't finished it, (laughs) but I'm doing it. I'm at page seven. All right. Let God open the doors. Choose to grow in faithfulness, responsibility, and service. If you come from a broken home like I did, most of you will be dealing with the fact that everything in you says run, go, move. All from broken homes, the choir of your heart is run, go, move. And there's always something over the rainbow that's going to be so wonderful when you get over the rainbow. And guess what all of it is? It's the work of the enemy. I started to get healed. I started to get stable emotionally, mentally, and spiritually when I began to stay and, uh, and grow in faithfulness. Otherwise, here's what happens. For all the deep people, you'll start creating relation, uh, Ishmael's. You'll have Ishmael's all through your life everywhere. All things that were never by God. They were things you came up with from your insecurity. You're moving, you're leaving, you're changing city, changing church, changing job, changing geography, changing relationships. Change, 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 change. We're going to say, Lord, help me now to stable. Ability release, sorry, stability (laughs) releases your ability, your God ability. Stability releases your God ability. How many people was God about to raise up, about to do something great in their life, but they just went, I'm going to do what I think. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to be here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be in that relationship. I'm going to be in that job. I'm going to be in that church. I'm going to be in that city. And the Lord says, oh, off you go. Uh, I'll be over here with these people who are just still standing stable, still being faithful in Jesus' name. Last couple of thoughts. 1 Corinthians 16, once again, Paul said, God has opened a wide door for effective worth for me. God has opened a wide door. God has opened a wide door. If it's a God door, everybody, the pastors will see it. You got 10 or 12 pastors here or more. If it's a God door, they'll see it. And why is it so many Christians won't go to pastors and leaders about anything they're doing in their life of a major nature? Why is that? Insecurity, they're a demigod and they're in control. They've got to hide it. Where Proverbs 18.1 says, The man or woman who isolates themselves, does their own thing in the kingdom, rages, the Bible says, against all sound judgment, wisdom, and understanding. And I'm a strong person by nature. And the greatest wisdom I ever gleaned early on was, Jared, don't do it alone. Go and talk to the pastors. Talk to that leader. Talk to them. What do you see? What do you say? What do you think? What do you... And... Uh, and yeah, and get counsel. But if you're doing it, no, me, me and God, you're already in problems. Second Corinthians 2.12, the Lord opened a door for me. It says, in the new living, God gave me an opportunity. He opened the door. Let God do it. In Acts 16, it says, Paul and Silas, God closed the door to their entry to Bithynia. Why did he do that? He's a protector. Close the door, everybody, to wasting your life. Life is too short. Don't waste it. Older people in nursing homes, when they interview them all in their 90s, what would you do again? They said, I would have taken more risks. (laughs) For us, that means take more faith. 
have more faith. Have faith to listen to counsel. That's great faith. How many people cannot? They go, oh, I got faith for this. But they have no faith to hear any godly counsel. That's the most important faith. It's this take on something that you may not want to hear right now, but may save your life, your ministry, and your bacon if you listen. That is wise and the most important faith outside of faith to know the Lord. Can you limit God? Here's a question. Can you limit God? <laughs> well, apparently we can. Psalm 78, verse 40 to 41. Psalm 78, verse 40 to 41. The New King James Version. Take it, take it down, that one. Psalm 78, 40 to 41. It says, How often they provoked him in the wilderness, grieved him in the desert. Yet, yes, again and again, they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Oh my goodness. I thought God couldn't be limited. And the Bible says that in Psalm 78, that the children of Israel listened through grumbling, complaining, internally first to themselves, then externally whinging, which we all do at times, right? I will get the internal groan goes on. And, uh, and the Bible says they limited God. Here's the thing, everybody. At times we'll all do it, and particularly internally. But stop listening to yourself, grumbling and complaining, and speak to yourself and say, we're going to worship the Lord. Hang on, we, that sounds schizophrenic. No, I'm going to worship the Lord. Stop complaining. We need to close the door to that. And it will happen at times because we all do it. But listen, just don't make it a lifestyle. I love Helen Lemel who wrote that song which I looked into this year. I was looking at old hymns. How did that hymn come about? Well, how did that hymn come about? And then Helen Lemel who wrote, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, Look Full in His Wonderful Face. She wrote it with three other hymns when she was totally blind. She'd gone totally blind. She was a Christian who was fully sighted and then went blind and writes this song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, Look Full in His Wonderful Face. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to get over myself. And when she was 90, she ended up not living well. She wasn't in a really prosperous life. Her blindness in those days, 1800s, life was tough. And they asked her, how are you? How are you coping at 90? And she can't see. Everything went wrong. And she said, I'm finding the things that matter. I'm finding the things that matter. Basically, she was saying, it is well with my soul. Last scripture, everybody. I need you to stand up with me. We're about to finish. Last scripture I want to just read to you. And I'm going to just declaring to you is, we've opened doors. The Lord's opened doors. We've closed doors. Listen, lastly, go through the door. Lastly, go through the door. John 10, verse 9 to 10 in the Amplified, Jesus says, I'm the door. Anyone who enters through me will be saved and will live forever and will go in and out freely and find pasture, which is spiritual security. The thief comes only in order to steal, kill and destroy. I came that they may have, have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows in the Amplified. Everybody, all that we've been talking about and all that God has for you comes through entrance through the door. And Jesus actually said, I'm the door. If you want another way to life, if you want another way to eternal life, if you want another way to real life, you've got to come firstly through the door. Can I encourage you right now as we just come to the end of our service? I just want to Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us and special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. 
And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.